Hey, really quick before we get into this episode, if you're hearing this intro, it means that my new podcast with my friend Veronica called Socially Unfiltered has officially launched and we would love for you to join us over there. I wanted to make sure I put this intro before all of the previous episodes of the Social Media Survival Guide podcast because just so much has changed since these episodes were published, but the content in these episodes still holds a very special place in my heart. So you may hear some links or some Instagram handles that I'm no longer using being mentioned in these episodes. So I just wanted to give you one place where you knew you could find everything. If you want to keep up with me, Lex, on Instagram, my Instagram handle is at justlexpage, J-U-S-T-L-E-X-P-A-I-G-E. And that's where you can find all of my social media content. It's where you can find all of the different ways we can work together and all of the resources I have to help you survive social media. And like I said, some links may be outdated. So if you're interested in any of my guides, any of my templates, or any of my resources for helping you survive social media, you can find everything at stan.store slash page, and I'll link everything in this description. But come join us over on the new podcast. Again, it's called Socially Unfiltered. You can find us on Instagram at sociallyunfilteredpod. You can find the podcast where wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, I'll link everything in this episode description. Whether this is your first time listening to the Social Media Survival Guide or your millionth re-listen, thank you for being here. But I'm so excited to start this new journey with you. So please come hang out with us over on Socially Unfiltered. We would love to have you. But for now, I'll let you get into the episode that you were trying to listen to. And hopefully I'll see you over there. Enjoy. Welcome to the Social Media Survival Guide, an experience designed to help us all survive social media. We're gonna go on deep dives into what goes on behind the scenes in this industry, talk to some of the most amazing entrepreneurs, and I'm sharing all of my favorite tools and resources that I use to survive social media. We do things a little more authentic around here, and I'm glad that you made it. I'm your host, Lex, and I'm just surviving social media one day at a time. Let's get into it. We have a lot to catch up on. Hi. Um, okay, so hello, first of all. <laughs> That's why I'm not a singer. Um, so we have a lot to catch up on. I'm so excited to be back. Of course, last week when I didn't put out an episode, there was a pretty large Instagram announcement, or I guess technically it was the week before. Um, I should have made this episode last week talking about this Instagram update. Um, but there's a lot of other things that I want to talk about today, too. And yeah, I'm excited to be back. I'm sitting in an office that is uh, different from what it has been. I don't want to say I like completely redid it, but like I moved everything around. I got a new desk. I got a desk that goes up and down, like a standing desk. I am pumped, especially for recording these podcasts, because like sitting still while I'm talking is not something that I'm good at. Like if somebody calls me, I stand up. I pace around if I'm sending somebody a voice message I'm pacing around like I it's so hard for me to sit still especially when I'm talking so I'm really pumped but okay anyway um last week or I guess technically the week before Instagram announced that you are going to be able to pay to get verified um right now it's in New Zealand and Australia but it also comes with a bunch of other features are kind of pros to this subscription so that's going to kind of be main topic for today but then also I there's like so many other things happening right now that I have to talk about and before I even start talking about what they are I just want to say thank you to everybody like every single person you listening to this people who aren't listening to this like thank you for allowing me to lean into content that isn't just about social media and it's always so hard for me because like a part of me when I was getting ready to sit down and record this wanted to be like okay I have to make sure to say you know sorry that this episode isn't like 
really fully about social media, like tips and tricks and blah, blah, blah. Um, and that it's more just about like pop culture stuff and how social media is relevant to us in that pop culture situation. Um, but then I remembered like, I don't have to apologize for that because I think I've made it pretty clear up until this point that like, yes, social media is my main focus and my main goal of every single thing that I do, every single piece of content is for somebody to learn something about social media, about themselves, how to make social media simpler, how to make content easier. Like I want those to be the main things that people are taking away from my content. But at the same time, I'm suppressing like a whole side of me that I think by this point, or I I guess I should say I would be suppressing an entire side of me if I chose not to include a lot of like the pop culture and the true crime and like stuff like that that I talk about um, either on here or on my Instagram story. And if you're only here to learn something, like if you're only here to, for the more like educational style content that I have said in the past, like that's what I say for YouTube or what I use YouTube for now, just because I prefer relaying educational information over there. But if you're somebody who listens to the podcast for the educational content, thank you for sticking around for the not so social media content too um okay so with all of that being said like I said thank you just for allowing me to lean into that I think by this point I've made it pretty clear that it's just a part of who I am I hate to say it like this but like it's just a part of my brand um I don't consider myself a personal brand but what I mean by that is I hope when people come across my content that it's relayed in more places. Hold on. I have to think about how I want to word this. Like if somebody were to come across a random TikTok of mine, if they get to my Instagram profile and go look at my story and see that I have like currently 30 stories up about this gym situation drama, like I, if that like turns them away, I have grown to be like really okay with that because again, just a huge part of who I am is wanting to be I don't even want to say wanting to be up to date, but I I get sucked into things very easily, especially when social media plays a part in them or marketing plays a part in them or it has to do with people that a lot of people know, like celebrities and stuff. Um, but with that being said, I also want to say I acknowledge that there are bigger problems in the world and I acknowledge that there are more important things that I could and probably should talk a little bit more publicly about um but because I well so I don't that's the thing like I I there's a lot of things that I will acknowledge publicly and like post on my Instagram story and like tell people my opinions and my side of things um and I'm not scared to do that like I'm not like oh I hide these things because I don't want people to know my opinions like no, I will tell you my opinions like abortion shouldn't be illegal. Marijuana should be legal. Like there's very strong opinions that I have about these things that I'm not scared to say. However, I know that because I choose more often than not to share breaking news about the Kardashians or like which pop group did this or which pop culture icon did this, like blah, blah, blah. Like I understand that it kind of makes me look privileged and shallow when I'm constantly just talking about like pop culture stuff and not necessarily I guess addressing or publicly stating the bigger problems and the worst problems that are going on in the world um but this is my escape like and this is kind of why I fall so hard down the rabbit holes like 
again, I am very well-versed in politics. I'm very well-versed in cultural issues and societal issues. Like I just choose not to make that a part of my platform. I choose not to make that something that I've built off of. I don't, not that I don't want to meet somebody off of the basis that we share a similar political opinion or a similar outlook on abortion. Like, yes, there are probably people that I share the opinions that I have with those people and I will just connect with them more. But I just don't, I don't want somebody to come to my Instagram and be like, oh, she's for abortion. Like, I want to follow her. You know what I mean? It's like, I just don't like to make a lot of the bigger problems in the world that I build my platform on. But just because I'm not publicly talking about it doesn't mean that I don't actively stay educated and updated on these things. And I am here for you if you ever need to talk about anything, not just abortion. I know that was kind of like an aggressive example to go with, but like, again, there's just a lot of things that I don't publicly talk about and it's mostly boiling down to, I just don't have the mental capacity for it. Like, you know, I go on my own rabbit holes of what I think is wrong with the world. And then I send myself into a panic and I'm like, oh my God, I don't ever want to have kids because the world is so fucked up. And then I spiral and I panic. And that's why I choose not to bring (laughs) that energy into my business and into my podcast. And that doesn't mean that I'm not willing to talk about those things. It's just not what I've ever wanted to build a platform on. So just before I dive into like a lot, a lot, a lot of like social media and pop culture drama, I just wanted it to be known (laughs) that I, I'm not shallow. I'm not somebody who like lives and breathes and dies for like celebrity TikTok tea. Like do I enjoy it being my entertainment? Yes. But like I said, I treat it as an escape, um, especially because like I'm not forming parasocial relationships with these people. I feel more like I'm observing them. So it's almost like a fun like science experiment. Um, Okay. So anyway, let me just kind of wrap that up and say thank you again. And sorry, that was so long. I can see how long I've been recording and that's embarrassing. Okay. So today I'm going to talk about Instagram paying to be verified. We are also going to be talking about the 10 minute long ad that the Hilton Hotel Company put out. If you haven't seen that, I I don't I want to say that you should go watch it before you listen to that segment. Um I know it's a long video. It's it's worth it though. It's in my opinion one of the most like cinematic masterpiece marketing ads I've ever seen. And there's a lot that I want to say about it, so we'll get into that. I also want to talk about so I posted about this on my Instagram story. If you're listening to this at the time that it's coming out, it'll still be up there if you want like a visual or like the links to any of the content that I'm gonna refer to. But there's a situation right now with a gym in San Diego called The Gym. (laughs) And I like actually love that. Like I love when things are named what they are, but this situation is obviously an example of why that's not a great idea to use a super generic name for your business. But there's also a lot going on with that and it's, I don't know why it's like hitting such a chord with me. Is that even a saying? I think it should be, I don't know why it's pulling on a heartstring. Or I guess I should say it struck a chord with me. I don't know. Anyway, I I don't know if it's striking a chord with me because of the way that TikTok has escalated the situation and that's intriguing to me. Or if it has more to do with the fact that I come from the fitness industry, like I worked in the fitness industry for a long time, I still have a passion for fitness. And I don't know if like because of 
having that background and knowing that there's so many people that are already like uncomfortable in a gym setting to begin with that it's just like really rubbing me the wrong way like I, I don't know so a lot of you might know I do social media for a gym here and like in Charleston and core four in Charleston shout them out go follow them on Instagram and if you're in Charleston go try a class for free or come work out with me so with that being said on their Instagram like with their content I always have to like reassure myself that I'm not crossing a line because some of the content that we make is like joking around about things that like people do in class or like you know maybe a member like a person in class wasn't listening to the instructor's demo like and I have to again like catch myself that we are not crossing that line of just like disrespecting their members you know what I mean so again I don't know if it's because like I've worked both in the fitness industry and in social media. I currently do a fitness studios Instagram. Like so many different things about this situation are just like striking a chord with me. Um, so we're going to talk about that. And then I also want to talk about the Selena and Haley drama. I'm going to save that one for the end because in full transparency, it actually has like not a lot to do with social media, whereas the Hilton ad and the gym situation both do. Um, so if you're just like not interested in a recap slash what's been going on with like Hailey Bieber sorry Hailey Baldwin so I saw TikTok <laughs> I saw a TikTok that was like we're calling Hailey Bieber Hailey Baldwin like her maiden name now because like it's it's just like such a sly insult like it's not like you're calling her a name you're not calling her anything degrading like you're just calling her by her maiden name and to me that's so funny and then people are also calling Selena Gomez so legend it's so funny to me but I want to talk about that situation because the whole thing is just wild and I feel like I've gone down such a rabbit hole with it so after a quick ad let's get into the Facebook and Instagram verification because that is obviously the most important and before we even do the ad hi if we haven't met my name is Lex um I tend to play devil's advocate and today is probably a good example of that especially once we start talking about the Instagram stuff but you can find a bunch of other content about social media updates news tips on my Instagram and TikTok you can find me at page media co and if you haven't already seen over there I did officially launch the content club which is a weekly content outline that includes trending audios, spoken video scripts, all of the upcoming holidays, like the fun ones that you can use to help market your services or products. And if you're interested in that, you can find it all linked in the show notes or go to the socialmediasurvivalguide.com. Okay, let's do the ad and then get into the verification. Okay, so Instagram and Facebook, it's technically called meta verification. Um, so I'm going to explain what it is first and then I'll kind of explain the timeline that I have decoded from my own experience, which again, I don't mean to say this in a way where like, <laughs> oh, I know more than you. I mean it in a way that I, I genuinely don't think there are <laughs> a lot of people out there who dedicate as much time as I do to falling down these rabbit holes so like I'm in Mark Zuckerberg's broadcast channel that like I don't know if a lot of people are like in there. I mean, I can clearly see hundreds of thousands of people in there, but I don't know if a lot of people listening to this use my podcast as a way to just like catch up on things rather than <laughs> spending the two hours on Reddit that I do, which don't do that. Let me do that. I will do that for you. <laughs> Save your time. So the Facebook or sorry, meta verification is 
going to be a monthly subscription that Instagram and Facebook users pay. You can either pay $11.99 for the desktop version or $14.99 for the mobile version. And not that I'm confused by that, but I guess I just want clarification. Like if you're paying for the desktop version, does your verification only show up on the desktop version? Like for other people, can you only manage it through these platforms? Like I just want to know what the actual difference is between doing it web versus mobile. So anyway, that's how much it's going to cost. Again, it's going to be on a monthly basis. And what you get for that $11.99 or $14.99 per month is Instagram and Facebook verification. So you get the blue badge, the blue check mark next to your name on those platforms saying that you are a verified person. Um, and then you also get quote unquote increased reach. Adam Masori, creator of Instagram, explained that in a way that he's like, no, you're not paying for more exposure. You're just paying to show up higher in search. Like, I don't know, he explained it very weird. So I'm also like, kind of confused about how exactly it's going to be giving more reach, mostly just because they were kind of confusing with the way that they explained it. And then the other thing is dedicated support. So you get a live active chat support person available to you at your request if you have this verification subscription. And then the last thing is fraud protection. So what that is is they just will constantly monitor instagram and facebook for people who are making like mock profiles of you or like copying you okay so let's start with how everybody found out about this so like i said i'm gonna go through just like this timeline of the events that i experienced so you have to know who mark zuckerberg is in all of this he is the owner slash creator of meta Meta is formerly formerly known as Facebook and is the umbrella company that owns both Instagram and Facebook. I've always actually kind of wondered this because we all know that Adam Masori is like the head of Instagram and like the creator of Instagram, but Zuckerberg owns the parent company. In full transparency, I tried to do like five minutes of research about this, but couldn't really find anything that like laid it out in an, in an easy to understand way. But because of this situation, it really has me thinking like, who exactly is calling the shots at Instagram? Because I feel like Adam Asori takes a lot of the blame sometimes and it might not actually be him. So like I said, I, I try to have 100% factual timelines and whatnot, especially before I share it on my own platform. So to the best of my knowledge slash from what I have experienced over the days and the last like week and a half since this has been announced, here is a timeline of events just to catch you up to speed. So on Thursday, February 16th, Adam Masori posted a reel explaining a new feature called broadcast channels. And I'll touch on this really quick. So it's basically another version of your close friend story. So I know I'm like all over the place, but this is an important part of this timeline. So again, Thursday, he announces the broadcast channel. And again, it's in my opinion, just another version of a close friend story, but also in my opinion, way better. So creators will be able to create a broadcast channel and it's basically just a private DM where the creator of that channel can send like text messages, photos, videos, like voice messages, polls, and you as a member of this channel can like what the creator is sending with preset reactions to the messages but you can't actually send anything back so like you can vote on their polls you can like their pictures 
So in my opinion, a version of close friend story where just like you can't say anything back. But I have a lot of really fun ideas for that when either myself or my clients do have access to that. You can request early access to this feature and you can find it in your settings on Instagram. But we, I'll talk more about that feature once we all have access to it. So, okay, Thursday, February 16th, Adam posted the reel explaining the new feature called Broadcast Channels. So the next day on Friday, February 17th, Adam Masori sends a poll in his broadcast channel asking what piece of content his audience wanted to see next. And this is like a side note, the poll that he sent actually sent in the broadcast channel like six times. And he followed up with a message that said, word for word, apologies for the redundant polls. Evidently, we have plenty of things to work through with channels, which (laughs) just like made me LOL. But anyway, that's why I'm like, reserved to start using it yet because I just like don't I don't know how the bugs are going to be and I just don't want to deal with it so anyway he sends that poll on Friday okay Friday the 17th then on Sunday February 19th Mark Zuckerberg posts in his broadcast channel so like brand new feature came out two days ago You have to think like, yeah, there's probably a lot of people that like flooded to join his broadcast channel, but there's also like probably not. So anyway, he sends a message in his broadcast channel on Sunday, February 19th, and he posts it across all of his social media platforms that Meta is introducing Meta Verified. And hold on, there's actually more to this timeline. So all day on Sunday... This verification, meta verification, is going around every social media platform like wildfire. Now, you have to remember that Missouri sent the poll on Friday of what do you want to see next in my feed posts. And the options were Reels features, scheduling posts, music in feed, and the following tab. Now, again, he posted that on Friday. It's now Sunday night. There have been no other messages in Adam Masori's broadcast channel. No posts, no stories. Like the last thing that's in there is the poll asking what content do you want to see next? And like, good for him. He probably has boundaries and doesn't use social media over the weekend or something. (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, this is where it gets a little weird for me. Okay, so again, Adam posts new broadcast channels the next day. Asks what people want to see in his content. Two days later. Mark Zuckerberg kind of drops this bombshell about meta verification. So on Monday, February 20th at 11.43 a.m., Adam Sori sends a voice note to his Instagram broadcast channel. And I honestly just kind of want to play it because there's something like there's something so specific in his tone of voice that like really makes me think that he didn't know that this announcement was happening And it was weird to me that Zuckerberg just randomly posted it in a group using a brand new Instagram feature and didn't have like, again, it just really seemed like not everybody was on the same page. Like, did Zuckerberg just take it upon himself to randomly post that on a Sunday night that the feature's coming? So again, because I'm scared to share Adam Masori's voice, like without his permission from his broadcast channel, like, I don't know, copyright rules and stuff. I'm just going to tell you what he said, but I rec- I really recommend going to join his channel and listen to it if it will let you pull messages that have been sent from before you were in the group because 
I don't know, something about this voice message, like there is a certain tone in his voice that almost sounds like panic, not panicky. It just genuinely sounds like he was like blindsided by this whole thing. I don't know. And I could just be like reading way too far into it. But anyway, the voice message that he sent on Monday morning said in response, like, okay, so this was him talking about the results of the poll that he sent of like, what do you want to see in my feed? So his voice message voice message says, <clears throat> I don't like to clear my voice when I'm recording. I feel like I'm getting ready to like read lines like a voice actor or something. Um, sorry, that was probably so annoying. And honestly, I might even just edit that out. So his voice message says, it looks like Reels won out. But given all of the questions incoming right now about verification, I'm going to record a quick video about that and do reels next week or the week after. Okay, so again, I might just be reading too much into it. But if everybody at Meta knew that this feature was coming or going to be announced or that this feature was going to be launched, Adam Masori would have already had a video prepared for that you know that people are going to be asking questions like just the way he's like given all of the questions incoming right now like no shit what did you think was gonna happen like there was no warning this was a bomb dropped at freaking about four o'clock in the afternoon on a sunday like it was just so weird but like i don't know just the way that he worded it like yeah you do need to address the situation but again i could be looking just too far into it but I have a weird feeling that Adam Sori didn't know that this was happening and if he did know that it was happening I don't think he knew when it was happening or he just planned poorly okay this is what's weird to me though is two days before all of this happens he introduces a brand new Instagram feature like He's made plenty of videos in the past where he's introducing more than one new change or feature at a time. So I just don't understand why you didn't include it in that. But then again, you, I don't know. And like the poll that he sent, like asking what people want to see in his content, like, yes, that's an engagement tactic. Like when you, when somebody posts, like what posts do you want to see from me next? Like, yes, it's audience research and it's target, like it's figuring out what your target audience wants to see, but he actually is usually really good at like putting those polls up and asking what people want to see and then actually doing the content that wins. Like I try to keep up with that and he 99% of the time does the content that wins the poll. So it's to me, it seems very, I don't know, organic. Like it just doesn't seem like he would just send that poll like as an engagement strategy in his broadcast channel. So, and again, just the tone of his voice and like it's, it's weirdly sincere and again like I feel like kind of sounds like he was caught off guard so okay that brings us to today which is Monday February 27th so I don't not a whole lot happened over the last week after this happened but Adam did post a video about verification so he opens the video in his classic like leaning forward on a chair to look casual in his perfectly placed lighting and five thousand dollar camera and he's he starts it by saying i read my comments and the two things that i see people asking about the most are requests to be verified and requests to customer support and like one of those things i would say is a little bit more important than the other like yeah i feel bad for people who deserve to be verified that don't have access to direct customer support but like 
I feel worse for people like me and probably you listening to this who use Instagram for their business that like, and especially for my clients, like it's so embarrassing when a client's like, oh, this happened or like, why did this happen? And I have to just be like, oh, I'll send Instagram a a message or like a support request, but like, I don't know if they'll actually get back to us, you know, like I hate doing that. So just that fact alone, sorry, I just had to pause to chug like a gallon of water because I was dying of thirst. I'm quenched though and ready to keep going. So again, like he makes it a point to say like, oh, two of the biggest requests that I get are for help getting verified and help with customer support. And like, again, yes, like both of those things are important, but I, so the first issue or an issue that I have with this whole thing is that these two things are being grouped together. Like, again, spoiler alert that I'll dive a little bit more into, I don't hate the idea of paying for dedicated customer support. That's the only thing about this whole thing that I don't hate. But again, the issue that I have is like, why is it being grouped with being verified? Like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, in my opinion, you could do two separate ones where somebody can pay a subscription to be verified and boost their reach, or there's a separate option to pay for dedicated customer support and fraud protection. Like, it's just weird to me that they're being grouped together. And again, that's kind of the first issue that I have with it. And this has happened to on Twitter. So if you aren't familiar, TLDR version, we saw this go down on Twitter and it was not good. Like people were making accounts and verifying them and making it look like they were brands and saying really obscure and obscene things. But anyway, in Adam's video, video, like I said, he, I don't know. I just don't love that these two things are being grouped together. But anyway, Adam goes on in his video to say, Mark announced this in his channel. Like we were all just supposed to find out there. I don't know. Again, it's just like giving me the vibe that he didn't know. Like either he didn't know, which like I'm not trying to prove that or anything. I, I just don't, I feel like, again, a lot of misdirected anger gets thrown towards Adam Missouri when looking at this situation like this wasn't a choice that he made to me that's very clear to me it's Adam it's Zuckerberg made this decision and Adam either found out like the rest of us which I don't believe that part I do think that he knew but that's what's weird to me is like if he knew that this was coming he wouldn't have sent that message that's like oh oh, I gotta make a video everybody's asking about this like duh you know, how could you ever think that people wouldn't be asking questions about this? Like, it's just weird to me that he didn't already have a video about this being explained. So again, with that subscription, you're getting a bunch of different services, the verification, the increased reach, the chat support. And he makes it a point to acknowledge that this is the first step that Instagram has ever taken for payment or a subscription service. And yeah, I actually do agree that is something to acknowledge every other platform twitter youtube discord reddit they all have this same exact subscription feature and like tiers and a ton of other ways that they can actively 
be collecting money directly from its users. Instagram does not. Instagram has always been free and a version of Instagram will always be free. And I personally do not think that this was just meta sitting around being like, how do we get more money from our users? But like I said, I think it's important to acknowledge that this has always been free and with a free platform, it's really hard to have dedicated customer support because like, yes, Instagram makes money off of ads. Yes, Instagram makes money off of creators keeping people on the platform and uploading, but there's no customer support right now. And right now what they have isn't great and you hardly get a response. And I personally will gladly pay for that alone. I don't know how I feel about the rest of it. Like, I just... Again, like, I don't think Missouri knew that this was happening. I don't think that this is some thing that Meta was like, how do we get the most money out of our creators? But, like, again, Instagram has always been free. And the fact that we are in 2023 and this is the first time that they've ever given the option, keyword option, this is not required, which is the other thing that, like, pisses me off when people get so upset over new features that they don't even plan on using. Like when Reels came out, oh my God, Reels suck. Reels are the worst, but you're not going to use them. So what do you care? Like, why do you have to be, I don't know, so negative about all of these changes. And the other thing that like, I try to say, I don't want to say I try to say often, but like, I think it pretty often. Like Instagram is a business, okay? Instagram belongs to somebody and that's not our business, you know? These creators of this platform allow its users to use their platform for free. Like, no payment. You get to create as many accounts as you want on this platform. You can follow as many people as you want. You can do whatever you want within their guidelines. But, like, I try to think pretty often that, like, it, again, these this is somebody's business, Somebody has created this. Somebody comes up with these ideas. And whether we think they're good or not, that is Meta's business. And we have, like, yes, as the users, we have the right to want what's best for ourselves and for others. But, like, again, when everybody flipped out about Reels becoming more popular, like, I was actually excited about it. So it's, like, just because you aren't excited about something or don't like a feature doesn't mean that it's not good for other people and that's again I think if it was something that was going to be required to continue using Instagram like yeah that's an issue because then you're gonna lose a lot of people but the fact that it's optional I don't know I just don't hate it like I don't hate the idea of it and we use Instagram. I, as a small business owner, I'm assuming you listening to this can somewhat relate to this, but like, why is a tool that we are using to promote and market our business not deserving of $14 a month? You know what I mean? And like, especially like if you're not there for more reach or growth or sales and you just want to use Instagram like a person then none of this should or will affect you and I'm not trying to just like have rose-colored lenses about everything but I try to look at it as like we have been asking for better customer support and now they're giving us a solution to that and this is all still like very contingent upon the live chats were actually being a thing and not just them throwing like confetti at us and being like look at all these great things you know so just like I, 
I don't know. I pay for a lot of other tools in my business that I guess it's just not like alarming to me that there might be a tr- like a subscription coming from Instagram. And like on Planoly, if you want to connect more than one account, you have to pay for the premium version. On Canva, if you want to remove the background on a photo, you have to pay for the premium version. Like premium version subscriptions of platforms are, are not a new thing. And I just... Again, because one, Instagram has never asked its users directly to contribute money to its platform in any way. Like, yeah, on a donation base, maybe. But like in the way, like Instagram's never been like, hey, you need to pay $10 or we're going to close your account. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know, paired with the fact, again, that Instagram itself is a business. And that means one of two things. One, they're trying to make money so that they can make improvements in their business. That's why I don't think this was meta just being like, how can we get more money from our users? I think this was genuinely them being like, how do we make things better? And a part of that is being able to hire a customer support team that is local to the US, that operates in normal hours, that is, you know, able to communicate directly with the people submitting these requests. Like, it's it's just not insane to me, you know? So that's kind of my main issue with all of this and what I think everybody's main issue is is that by being able to purchase like other than the fact that just having to pay for something is somebody is everybody's kind of like biggest thing um I think another big problem with it is the fact that you're going to be able to purchase a blue check mark because to me you basically lose your credibility right like that blue check mark is losing its credibility because it's going to be accessible to more people it's think about like designer clothing like if everybody could get a limited edition piece of clothing it wouldn't be limited edition you know what I mean so there's something that like in that blue check mark knowing that you have to be a public figure you have to have publication about you you have to be able to prove that you are who you are like it says a lot and for a long time that blue check mark was reserved for like celebrities and pop culture icons and now it's very often that you'll see like just your everyday lifestyle content creator from TikTok verified on Instagram, you know? And okay, this is actually a great time for me to put this in. This is not a new thing. You have actually always been able to pay to get verified on Instagram. It just used to cost like thousands of dollars. And literally all I could think of when I watched and like heard of this announcement from Meta is the people that are like in the middle of contracts with their PR agencies paying to get them verified right now. So if you don't know, there are, okay, so the main ones are like Yahoo, Forbes, BuzzFeed, Refinery29, like the main blog posting platforms on the internet. So in order to get verified on Instagram, you have to have two or more like publications about you and this means that they have to come from a credible source which Forbes and Yahoo and BuzzFeed and so on and so on are credible sources so even right now like I literally just got an email like two days ago from somebody asking me if I wanted to do it and I was like no like I literally just delete them I don't even respond but Basically, what people do is they pay a PR agency who then pays off some blog writer for BuzzFeed or some blog writer for Forbes to publish an article about their quote-unquote client. Now, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, at the end of the day, it's pretty cool to say like you're published in Forbes, you're published on BuzzFeed, but like, I don't know, there's something less 
appealing to me about it when you're like paying to be there, which is exactly how I feel about the blue check mark. So again, for businesses and brands in the world where people are already lying for credibility or using false income claims, being able to verify themselves scares me like all you have to do is be over 18 and have a government issued id to verify an account on instagram supposedly when this feature comes which by the way i don't remember if i've said this or not but the feature currently is only available in new zealand and australia and there's really from what i could find no date or timeline for it to be coming to us or to everybody but like I said, I just don't think that anybody should have the ability to verify themselves between all of the like the TikTok quote unquote gurus that I see that like make false income claims or the people who claim to have worked with like celebrity clients like it there's ugh, ugh, it gives me so fired up and like this is something that like I don't even know if other people notice like I've always known that you could pay Forbes or Yahoo to publish you and you can get verified on Instagram like that's why when I see people who like have it in their bio like published in Forbes published in Yahoo like they could have gotten that organically and I still in the back of my head I'm gonna be like you paid for that like you paid to be verified on Instagram so like the concept of being paid to be verified is not anything new. It's just never been directly offered through Instagram. But again, it just makes me nervous that like anybody can have the opportunity to verify themselves. It just scares me. Now for the reach, like I said, if this actually comes with increased reach and you appear higher up in search, I think if you are a business, you should be looking at this as an investment opportunity especially if it does actually prioritize your content and obviously the biggest con is that it costs money but again I think it has more pros than cons and I feel like that might be an unpopular opinion but like as a business owner like I want you to think about what your biggest frustration is with Instagram and I guarantee that 99% of people right now are thinking Instagram doesn't show my content to enough people. Instagram is straight up being like $15 a month we'll show your content to everybody. How could you not want to like jump on that? You know, like I don't I understand that it's not as simple for everybody to just justify $15 a month, but it's not like they're asking for a thousand dollars a month and $15 a month is literally two Starbucks coffees that I guarantee a lot of people who are sitting there right now saying I can't justify that spend more than that in a week at Starbucks like <laughs> myself included. Um and I don't mean that mean way. And I don't mean for what I say about like, oh, it's just money. Like, it's not a big deal. I don't mean for it to sound like that because I think that sounds incredibly privileged. And I am incredibly lucky that I can sit here and say, yes, I can I can pay this $14.99 for my business and it doesn't like make or break me being able to pay my bills. I'm incredibly fucking blessed to be able to say that. I understand that not everybody can justify that $15. I get that. However, I do I don't think that a lot of people realize, again, your biggest frustration with Instagram is probably that you don't feel like your content gets seen enough. And we, up until this point, have been using Instagram for free. I don't think it hurts to try out <laughs> the increased reach or the dedicated support. I don't think it's a horrible idea. And again, like I tend to play devil's advocate, especially with this. And I'm trying to keep that balance of like not just looking through rose colored lenses, but like I, I'll I'll try it out if US gets 
access to it, I will try it out. I will take one for our team and I will pay it and I will let you know if my content gets more reach and if I think that it's worth it. And I will tell you my honest opinion about that. Like I, I will do that. But again, like, because the other thing that I think about too is like people who don't run ads, I don't think they realize like how much money some people spend on ads every month. And like, I'm not saying you need to run ads to be successful, but like people spend hundreds and sometimes thousands and some, and sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars on ads every month. And to me, this whole like being paid for more reach and to be prioritized on Instagram is just a better option than paying for ads. And there's no, like, just to kind of compare it, like, you would literally be wasting $15 a month if you paid $15 a month in your ad spend. You know what I mean? Whereas if you are now looking at it as like, okay, $15 a month, we can be verified. That already drives social proof. Then we can have the increased reach and show up higher in search. Like, Again, I, I I know that it doesn't seem like the best solution and it might not be. Like I could, I mean, you might be listening to this right now and be like, bitch, you are so wrong. Like this is so stupid, but I just don't think it's a horrible idea. And if you know me, you know that I get like very drained by people just continuously being negative about changes on social media and changes in Instagram, especially because like if you just lean into these changes and I'm not saying just like shut up and lean into the $15 a month, just pay it and shut up. Like I'm not saying that, but like those who hold themselves back from trying new things are rarely ever going to be rewarded for their actions. And that goes for everything. Like that goes for the people who are still refusing to make reels. They're not gaining from that reach. This goes for people who refuse to be on any platform but Facebook. Like they are missing out on a lot of opportunity between Instagram and TikTok. This goes for the fact that like Instagram introduces new features and like we should be taking advantage of them because those who take advantage of them usually see the most reward. So again, I, which is also why I wanted to start like the beginning of this with like, I'm not shallow. I swear to God, I'm not trying to talk like as some privileged white girl, like I understand that $15 a month is not like pocket change and it's really not like I would I second guess before I add a $14.99 subscription into my monthly budget like I get that it's not as simple as that but I think that it will be a minimal cost for the increase in traffic that you could potentially see and like I said this is all very contingent on any of these things actually working like if the dedicated support is actually going to be a live person but it's again I think there's a lot that you and a lot of other business owners could benefit from so I just want you to do me a favor and maybe not be like super super upset about it I'm not saying you are and it's okay if you are I know change is hard change is scary I don't like change I also don't like my social media platforms wanting me to spend money on them but like you know, I'm also kind of willing to do anything I can to make my business successful. And if that requires me paying Instagram $15 a month, then I'm going to pay him $15 a month. And because the other thing too, is like, you have to think like your cost per acquisition, like that $15 a month, if you sell a $15 digital product, let's say Instagram verification does get you more reach and you sell one of that $15 digital product, you immediately made that investment back. So that's the way that I'm trying to look at it is like, I think that that $15 a month that you're spending will turn into more as long as other parts of your business and your Instagram and your website and your services and your offers are optimized. So yeah, 
<laughs> that's what's going on that's what's going on oh my god please tell me you guys know that song literally torn oh my god is one of my favorite songs ever hands like houses has such a good cover of that song and if you don't know that original song go listen to it it's torn by natalie Ambriga. is that how you say her last name hold on i like literally just thought about the fact that i don't even know if that's I don't, I'm literally looking at her last name. I don't know if that's how you say it. I just know that that's who that song is by. Okay. Anyway, that's what's been happening with the meta verification. Okay. Let's talk about the other stuff because I'm so excited. <laughs> and like I said, if you're just here to like kind of stay up to date with social media stuff, you can probably tap out right here. I don't want you to, but the rest of this is just going to be um, a little bit more about socials and society. So I feel like I should make like a little... I don't know. You know how like other podcasters have like different segments that they do and they have like an intro like they all have like cute little songs like I feel like I should do like tea being poured out like before I do my socials and society segments because I also want it to be a play on words of like society. Get it? Um, okay. So first things first, let's talk about the Hilton ad. So Hilton Hotels put out an ad. It is 10 minutes long, which is like wild and they even say it in the beginning like would you watch a 10 minute ad like that's literally the hook of this video and it is so good it's Paris Hilton so I took literal notes as I was watching this because I needed to make sure that I covered it correctly so basically it's not gonna make sense I'm not gonna like recap the whole thing I'm just gonna give my notes about it so if you haven't seen it I highly recommend going to watch it you can go to Hilton's Instagram or like literally just google Hilton 10 minute ad and it will come up anyway it's a bunch of mini videos all compiled into one and it's a lot of like pop culture references celebrities like people who are super relevant right now on TikTok so like I said, the video opens up and I'm going to try not to just like recap it. I want to just kind of tell you like <laughs> my opinion on it because I thought it was really cool. And like, especially in the day and age of TikTok where our attention spans are like five seconds long, it's kind of wild that they took that plunge to do a 10 minute long ad, you know? So the first thing that I found interesting about this was again, the hook was, would you watch a 10 minute ad? And then they immediately go into an incentive to continue watching. So they tell you like, oh, you'll get X amount of points, like Hilton points if you watch all the way until the end, um, which by the way, at the end, they like go back to Paris Hilton, like explaining how it works. And they're all like, okay, so how do we all get the points? And she's like, oh, you go to the link in our bio or like something like that. Like you don't actually just get the points. Like you have to like, I don't know, do some stuff. So in this video, like I said, it was a lot of pop culture references. It was a bunch of little mini videos all compiled into one um and what was cool about them was a lot of them had like transitions like it looked like you, like one of them was it looked like you were swiping on tiktok and then it stopped like on a video that was again another part of this ad like that was a clip in this video was a mock like scrolling on tiktok and then they also did this thing where they were like answering each other so somebody's video would leave off with a question and the next person's video would start with the answer to that question this was clearly very planned it was very articulated it was very scripted i loved it it was so good but it never got boring that's the thing this wasn't an ad like when you stay at hilton breakfast is included like they did such unique things with it and i think they really let all of the creators that they had participate in this like 
I don't know if they gave them like full creative control, but a lot of them are making their parts of the video like in their organic style of content. Again, it's just not going to do well for me to try to explain it. You just have to go watch it. But anyway, Chris, okay, so do you guys know Chris, the like TikToker who him and his boyfriend did TikToks together and then they broke up and now Chris like lives with Megan Trainer. So do you know that that's like a paid thing like Chris is paid by Megan Trainer's team and I don't remember who it was before Megan Trainer. I should have looked into this before I started talking about it but Chris um he is essentially paid by people's PR teams to go like help them blow up on TikTok which I think it's safe to say that he served his job with Megan Trainer. so that's just like a fun little fact but anyway in this Hilton ad <laughs> they made it a point to like talked about how weird airbnbs are and i swear i thought i was i thought i was weird for so long because i thought airbnbs were weird and like i think airbnbs serve a purpose sometimes but 90 percent of the time i am a hotel girl like i when i go to like my clients and stay there for a couple days i stay at a hotel i don't stay in an airbnb if i'm going somewhere with a group of people i prefer an airbnb or anything more than like two people but like if there's two people like we are staying at a hotel breakfast is made clean sheets that like they do for you i don't know like something about airbnbs are just so weird to me that it's like other people's stuff and like owners can just like rent out like a room in their house and then you're just like using their shit I don't know the whole Airbnbs are just so weird to me also side note last year I went to one of my friends bachelorette parties up in Vermont oh my god Lindsay if you're listening to this this is not me talking shit we all laugh about this now but basic okay so we go on this trip to Vermont and We go to this like really, really cute little ski town like up in Vermont and we get to the Airbnb and it's like so scary. Like it literally is like this big ass Victorian looking house, like literally in the middle of nowhere on like the creepiest road in this tiny little Vermont town. Like it's across the street from a lake, like the inside, like there was a door with caution tape on it, y'all. Like, I'm telling you, it was so weird. It was so creepy. Like, it just had such a weird vibe about it. And honestly, we were just, like, partying the whole time. And we weren't even there. Like, we were there. But, like, we were out, like, in the town. And, like, we went out to, like, a brewery and stuff. So, it's not like we were just, like, sitting in this creepy house. And honestly, like, the pictures online did not make it look this creepy. And the caution tape was... <laughs> Like, for real, we found caution tape. I will try to go back and find a picture of it. Um, It was in the laundry room. Like, there was, like, a laundry room, like, in the second floor. And there was, like, a door that... Oh, my God. I'm, like, getting creeped out talking about it because we know how it happened now. But when it actually happened, like, it was... There's, like, such a t- plot twist about this story, y'all. So, there's a door with caution tape on it. And of course like some of us were like I have to know what's behind that door like I'm staying in this Airbnb like I get that the door's shut and like says caution do not enter but like sorry for my language but like what the fuck like we just found caution tape in our Airbnb and like honestly thinking back like should we have opened it no okay so listen so we opened the the door with the caution tape on it and there's a staircase and the staircase goes to like what looks like a a door in the floor of the floor above us so like it's one of those things that like you push 
the ceiling up and it moves. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I'm not explaining this well. It's like you go up the stairs, you push up, and the, the ceiling above you opens and it's the floor of the floor above you. Do you know what I mean? So, okay. So we open the door, we go up the stairs, and of course me, and I think it was my friend Madeline that was up there with me, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm pushing the ceiling open because like, what the hell? Like, because the creepiest part was like, it was wooden, like wooden planks, and we could see that there was light. Like, there was a ceiling light on above us. So we're like, yo, there's somebody like living in the upstairs of this house while we're just staying here. Like, that's weird. I don't like that. So I'm like, I'm going to open this thing. And again, thinking back, like, shouldn't have done that. But like, so I'm pushing it open and I swear to God, somebody is pushing it back. Then I realize there's a rug, like an area rug, like on half of it. So I start like jiggling the thing, trying to like get the rug to move so that I can push it open. So by this point, this is like important for the story, some of my friends had gone upstairs to where this ceiling entrance led to in the floor. So they're all like being quiet, like watching us like struggle to open this thing. And literally one of them just like picks it up and flings it open. And y'all, when I tell you, I thought like I was about to be face to face with a ghost. I thought I was about to be face to face with like an axe murderer, like... I don't know what I thought I was about to be face-to-face with. But again, like, we didn't know or understand the layout of this house. So, like, once we realized where the ceiling door opened up to, we realized, like, oh, this isn't a bedroom upstairs. Like, we have access to this. It's not, like, some creepy crawl space. But, like, when we first found it, because there were doors in that house that were locked. Like, we just, like, couldn't get into them. Okay, so let me cut that story just like to the end. So we go on this bachelorette trip, right? Creepy ass, like Airbnb, whatever. The day that we're leaving, okay, we all like came in from different airports and like some of us drove, like some of us flew. So we're like on our way back to our individual locations and I'm driving the car back to the airport and Madeline's in the front seat and she goes, dude, and I'm like, what? And she shows me like thing, we were on a road that like I was able to like, slow down like pull over on because she was like you literally need to pull over and read this so she oh my god I literally can't think about this sometimes it makes me sick okay so she one of our friends who had like gotten to the airport and I guess was just like bored waiting for her flight started googling the town that we stayed in and started googling like the address of the house and started googling like the name of the house because the house had like I don't remember what it was called. It was like the something house or whatever. Oh my God, I literally get goosebumps when I think about this. Okay, so we found an article about this house that a bunch of people had been murdered in it. Y'all, the way that like I just immediately felt like I like am so glad that we did not find that out before we went because genuinely I don't think I would have gone and I'm somebody who like loves true crime. I love like like being scared and I love like I don't want to say I love like paranormal and stuff because like that's not exactly what I mean but like 
I'm not usually one that like shies away from that. Like I'm not trying to go stay somewhere intentionally that that happened. And like I literally went and got like my chakras cleansed. I went to my Reiki girl and was like, you got to get like some of this energy off of me. Like the second that I found that out, like I just could immediately tell what the feeling was. Because like I said, the house was just like old and weird and like it wasn't scary, but it had like a, a really heavy feeling about it and like for the three days that we were there like none of us would like go up to the third floor by ourselves like there was three floors and there was bedrooms on every floor and like literally when we got there like there were enough rooms for everybody to have their own room but a lot of the rooms had like two or three beds in them and like we all chose to like stay in rooms with each other like I don't think anybody really chose to like sleep by themselves like it was just so weird and like just I'm so glad that we didn't read that until after we left because like oh my god it was so weird but anyway it did not ruin the bachelorette trip it was a great time Lindsay loved it no judgment for taking us to a haunted Airbnb I'm just kidding um none of us knew and like genuinely the pictures did not look bad but like that was the weirdest Airbnb experience that I ever had I think and I've listened to a lot of like true crime episodes of people talking about like their weird experiences in Airbnbs. I've stayed at weird Airbnbs like where it's like the owner's stuff is like in the drawers. Like it's just like weird and I don't like that. So I like that Hilton called that out. Okay, sorry. This is literally the most unhinged episode. I'm going to move on from the Hilton ad because all I can really say about it is like you need to go watch it because it's just they're very ballsy to take the risk of putting out a 10 minute ad when we live in a world that people want like 30 second information relayed to them. But the reason that I'm cutting it off is because I'm over an hour in and I haven't even talked about like two of the bigger, bigger (laughs) things that I want to talk about. Okay, so the next social and society that I want to talk about is a situation with a gym that is happening in San Diego right now. So this will, again, all make more sense if you go watch these videos. And like I said, if you're watching this, like as soon as it comes out, it's still up on my Instagram story. If it's gone, you can find the the first posting person that's relevant here is Marcus Fit. It's M-A-R-K-U-S-F-I-T. He's important here. Um, And then the other one is called The Gym. So this is where it kind of gets confusing. The name of the gym is The Gym and they call it TG for short. So for now on, I'm going to refer to The Gym as TG so that it doesn't get confusing because I'm also going to be talking about other gyms and I don't want to say The Gym and have it be confusing. So from now on, original gym called The Gym is going to be called TG. Every other gym is just going to be called The Gym. Okay, so it starts with Marcus Fit posting this video that is currently, I checked it earlier, it was at 20.7 million views. I'm assuming it's probably over that by now. It was posted five days ago. What the video is, is starts with him, like it literally looks like he's standing in front of the gym. Like it looks like he just walked out and like in a fit of rage started recording this video. And he's like, I just got kicked out of a gym for the first time in my life, blah, blah, blah. I've been a member at this gym for five years. He goes on to say that, he was working out and this is what's weird to me and I don't know if it's just because again like I'm familiar with the gym setting but like he says that he didn't re-rack one of his weights and one of the employees came over and called him out for it and they were like you need to re-rack your weights and he's like I didn't even see those weights there but like how do you not see a plate on your bar like literally how do you just not realize he's like oh it's 10 pound it's small it was behind the 245s I didn't see it 
Like, if you re-racked the 45s that you used, there would have been no way that you missed that 10-pound plate. That's all I'm saying. So, again, in his video, he's saying that he was approached by an employee from TG named Cole that was super rude to him. He went up to the front counter after the interaction where he yelled at him for not re-rocking his weights. And Marcus Fit was like, yo, do we have a problem? And the Cole guy was like, yeah, we have a problem. Like, your membership isn't renewed, blah, blah, blah. We re-rack our weights here. There were a lot of F-bombs dropped. Like, it was just a very aggressive conversation from the way that Marcus Fit made it sound like it happened. Okay, so that video starts going viral. And what happens is everybody who's seeing this video and seeing Marcus Fit say, oh, TG's employee Cole was the one that did this. Cole is the worst, blah, blah, blah. Marcus Fitz, 450,000 TikTok followers start flooding to Google to leave reviews saying like, and they were like reviews that were like, y'all, like Cole touched me inappropriately. Cole spit on me. Cole punched me in the face. Like clearly just like spam fake reviews from these followers that were just saying like completely out of pocket things. Okay. So that's where it like starts to kind of be like, what the fuck? Like this is kind of bad. Like these people are just like leaving reviews. So two days later, TG on Instagram posts a reel and it's like their response video and it starts with a female employee being like a lot of people have seen Marcus Fitz video and here's actual footage of what happened so in my mind I'm like yo they're about to drop like security cam footage to show that like he's lying or something like whoa this just got crazy so the video starts playing and again, I highly recommend going to watch this on Instagram. Oh, hold on. Let me find out what their handle is. I don't remember. It is the Gym HD. So like their handle is the Gym HD. Um, so they post this video and it starts playing. And again, I'm thinking it's about to be like an apology video. I'm thinking that or like they're about to show the security camera footage from the gym, like showing that, you know, Marcus Fit was actually an asshole or like started the problem first. No, this video is like, here's what happened and it starts playing this like clearly staged clearly scripted video of Marcus Fit like working out and the quote-unquote employee coming up to him and saying hey did you rack your weights and like then there's a dramatic shot with like a protein shake being thrown in his face and then he goes outside and makes the video that he originally posted like Basically, this was just a PR stunt that the gym, sorry, TG came up with. So again, I think it's stupid altogether. Like I think it's so dumb. Like both of the videos were just really dumb. And like especially the one that TG posted is so dumb. Like it's not even good. So and it's horizontal. Like it's a straight up horizontal video and posted to Reels and it pisses me off. So okay. Again, this is all a PR stunt, right? So Marcus, Fit, and TG are in on this together. So the first part that I have an issue with is there are there are already so many people, like I've already said in this episode, there are so many people that are uncomfortable in a gym setting that I hate seeing fitness professionals or like fitness gurus or bloggers or TikTokers, whatever, be disrespectful in a gym setting because 
there's just literally no need for it it makes people uncomfortable a lot of what i've gathered is that like that like meathead mentality is very common at that gym okay the first issue is again all of the google reviews start coming in to tg's google reviews and again keep in mind all a pr stunt this i don't think they considered that it could backfire with their own google reviews like getting flooded from marcus fitz video do you know what i mean like i think they were just like oh this will just bring a bunch of traffic to tg's website or to tg's instagram no this brought a lot of traffic to marcus fitz audience having the iq of an acorn like taking it upon themselves to go leave shitty google reviews so i have an issue with that because like one google reviews can't be deleted so like it's kind of funny that those are just like on their google profile however remember the name of the gym is the gym what happens when you google something generic like that it's gonna pull up a lot of results and there just so happens to be a lot of other gyms in the world named The Gym. So currently right now, there is an epidemic happening on Google reviews for gyms all over the world that are named The Gym. Like I saw a TikTok from a gym in London named The Gym that was like, yo, we're getting like a lot of hate right now. Like what's going on in America? Like, are you guys okay? Like a complete joke, but it was so funny. But like now... All of these other gyms that are named The Gym are getting all of these negative Google reviews. Like I screenshotted one of them earlier and like in the last hour before I had screenshotted it, there were like like 50 recent reviews in the last hour alone. And this video was posted five days ago and it was on the wrong gym's Google reviews. So like, again, audience clearly not the smartest because he even said in the video like which gym it was like which location it was and people are still putting it on the wrong one like it's just wild to me that hundreds of thousands of negative reviews like there are gyms also in california named the gym that like their google reviews are down to like three stars and like that's a big deal like so many people base their decision to go to a certain place or use a certain product or service based on its reviews and google is the number one search platform i well hold on let me take that back i don't actually know that i'm just kind of assuming but it's basically if you hear of a new gym you go to google you google it their google page comes up you see it has three stars you say nope i'm not going there like it's ruining the reputation of poor innocent gyms literally all over the world and it's not like it's a couple comments on one of them. It's like hundreds of comments on one alone and then also hundreds of comments on others. Like I just have such an issue with people trying to pull these PR stunts that like are discriminatory or like putting somebody down because it just never goes well. Like it never goes well. So why do you do that? Okay, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, so I really want to talk about Haley and Selena drama, but I think what I'm going to do is next week's episode, I'm going to do like a recap of what's been going on with Haley and Selena and hopefully between now and then <laughs> more happens because like I said, I do have like Reddit rabbit holes that I've gone down. I've found a bunch of videos. Like I found a video of Haley Bieber singing and she dropped an N-word. Like I've seen videos of her like stalking Justin Bieber like did you guys know this did you know that Hailey Bieber was like president of the Justin Bieber fan club 
Like, basically, Justin Bieber married his stalker, and basically, Selena Gomez is the queen of the world at this point. But anyway, I feel like this is so long. Let me save it for next week, and then I'll also do... Let's do ask me anything questions next week um, unless unless Instagram drops another feature and then we'll talk about that. But next week, next week's episode is actually going to be a day, either a day later or later in the day on Monday as well. So I have a brand shoot next week that I got an Airbnb for just because um, my dogs are crazy and really the only room in my house that I would want to like take brand pictures in would be my office and it's like not big so there's just like only so many options that we have so going to an Airbnb for three days to work slash have my brand shoot it'll just be so much easier for me to record an episode once I get there on Monday night so I will put that episode out as soon as I get done recording it so again we'll talk all about Selena and Haley because I do need to like vent about that a little bit sorry that I kind of like teased that it would be this episode I honestly was not planning for this episode to uh, be this long before I even started talking about that stuff. So we'll save it for next week. And then also do ask me anything questions. So send me those on Instagram. And yeah, I think that's that's going to be it. Y'all come hang out in the content club. I absolutely love it in there. Um, I've been loving hearing what people are saying like back to me and just like I love being able to take that one step of just if you can just show up ready to film one day and somebody can tell you what to film like ugh, literally the best feeling so I love helping people with that it's nine dollars a month but you can try your first week for free so you get access to all of the current outlines that are in there and then also the new one comes out every Friday so if you join before this Friday you will have access to all the ones that are in there and then also the one that comes out if we aren't already stay connected on social media Instagram and TikTok are at page media co come back next week to talk all about the drama with me and answer some questions okay i gotta go edit this so i can get it posted i love you bye